Hello and welcome to this episode of The Accidental Saint. I am your host, Melissa Summit, and today is Wednesday, May 11th, 2022, and um, I continue to record from my living room, dining room area, so apologies for any background noise, but when the Lord puts something on your heart, you just go with it. So... Today you'll probably hear the uh, rhythmic cleaning uh, that our dishwasher is doing in the background. And maybe the dog if he decides to come out and join me. So this week and last week I've been talking about anxiety, focusing on God, watching anxiety slip away or sort of fade in the background. And the resurgence of anxiety on occasion, and what that really feels like, looks like in the greater scheme of a day or life and God's plans. And I'll say that I continue to see calm be more present than the anxiety but it still does kind of come and go, depending upon what's happening. And we would expect that, right? So yesterday was taking our daughter to school, and uh, there's a traffic jam. We had already left later than I like to leave. I had a really important meeting in the morning at work, and just this all-stop of traffic really, you know, kind of shut down my timeline. And I got a little bit anxious. And then I looked at my daughter who was starting, you could tell that she was also getting anxious because I was like, hey, we might not make it on time. And, you know, it's going to be okay. But just to let you know, we may not make it before the bell rings, just with all this traffic. And she, you know, I could see her getting upset. And I realized that I had that opportunity to lessen her anxiety along with my own. So I told her, look, this is just how it is this morning. There's someone, you know, I can see the lights on the police car up there. I don't know what's happened, but we're safe and we're going to get there. And if you're a couple of minutes late, that's okay. Right. We are doing our best to get there and it's going to be okay. I'm not mad at you that we left late. I'm not, yeah, mad at the traffic. Just let's turn up the radio and jam out a little bit, which is what we did. And we got to school before the bell rang. And that was such a telling moment for me in the power of turning around anxiety and saying, I'm anxious, Lord, but I'm going to give it to you. Help me understand my path from here. And letting that kind of settle in. And, you know, a few weeks ago, I probably would have been like, you know, hollering out the window at people, uh, or just sitting there kind of getting more and more anxious about the time. And I got to work on time, I got logged in before my meeting started and all that other good stuff. So it was all ended up just fine. And 
having layered in a bunch of anxiety on top of that would have not helped anything, right? Wouldn't have made me get there faster. Wouldn't have made me any more prepared. It just would have thrown off my whole day. So that was really one thing that I just am really appreciating that in those moments, more often than not, I'm able to reframe for myself and pull myself out of, you know, what could have been a spiral. It's just really incredible to me. So I continue, and our dog Emmett says, good morning. I'm going to continue to just sort of talk about that because I think the days that I fail and the days that I succeed are all part of the journey. And, you know, as I've mentioned, this podcast is called The Accidental Saint because we all want to be saints. That's how you get into heaven. And maybe we're not saints on earth, but by the time we get there, we're saints in heaven. And I am human and I am broken and I am flawed and I am doing my best every day, whatever that looks like. And so I fully expect that I will kind of trip my way into heaven by accident as a saint. Um, And I'm okay with that. So this is about the journey and helping others who are like me, who don't have a practice of kneeling on a, on a kneeler in front of a statue of Mary in their home, praying a rosary every single day, reading the Bible for an hour, doing the liturgy of the hours. It, you know, I, my life is, I've not set my life up to do that completely on me. Um, but weaving that into the life that I do have is in the snap of the fingers is, is not realistic. So I am chipping away where I can at the things I can to try to get to a place where I feel like God is always first. And, um, you know, it's interesting. So the Bible in your podcast with Father Mike Schmitz is on uh, the story of David right now and David's children. And, you know, here's David anointed by God. He starts out his his reign listening to God, asking God, uh, you know, for what he wants him to do and being blessed by God. And then he, he sort of, you know, goes off the, the path <laughs> and, and starts to do things he shouldn't do. And he shuts God out, doesn't ask God for help, you know, for guidance. And, you know, and, and we recognize David's greatness and that his lineage is the lineage of our Savior, Jesus Christ, which is such a blessing, right, that, that we, we have Jesus' lineage. Um, but at the same time, he was very human, blessed by God tremendously, but had his own free will and often you know, decided that he was going to follow that instead of God's will. And there were consequences to that. So I feel like that story of David, um, and I'm certainly not running around murdering people's spouses, but the, the story of David is very much my story. So I feel like earlier in my life that I was, you know, given a task by God that I chose to run away from. And 
you know, spent the rest of my life struggling with, you know, his will versus mine. And, um, and while my life is very blessed, I think it may have been more blessed, right? Had I followed his will, but he attempts to make perfect our imperfection, uh, in terms of finding new paths and, and new, new things that he asks of us when we, you know, so very firmly shut the door on his initial asks of us. And that's something I think is, gives hope, right? So don't worry about where God wanted you to be 20, 30 years ago or yesterday. Silence your heart to the extent that you can. I have real trouble with that, but silence your heart and ask God, what is it you want me to do today? How can I serve you and your kingdom? How can I bring people to you? And try to hear what he's saying back to you. He's always speaking to us. He's always putting on our heart his will. He's always hoping that we'll quiet down enough to listen and have the courage to follow what he's asking. Yesterday, I also talked about, just kind of switching topics here. Yesterday, I also talked about Roe versus Wade and whether or not it'll be overturned and, you know, how Catholics, Christians, right, need, need to stand up. Our pastor this weekend talked about, you know, we will be counted. So when the states have the right to decide again, as they always should have, whether they will choose life or choose to allow and promote abortion, we're going to be counted in that. Through our vote, through who we choose to elect, we, we will be counted. And not just here by the government, but by God. So, I think each of us, one, needs to pray for the safety and security of the Supreme Court, that all of these protests and intimidation tactics do not sway them from doing the right thing. Um, but we also need to step into protecting life at providing support for people who bring life into this world. I could go on about society's ills and what would be best for society and being able to you know, kind of reset to a new era where one parent was out of the home, you know, working, the other was home, you know, helping make sure that all the things that needed to happen at home happen at home, um, not needing two incomes to afford life in this country or any country, the right, you know, the right benefits uh, at the state level and with corporations to encourage people to put, you know, faith first, family second, right, um, their work function third, um, 
but that's that's not the purpose here. This isn't meant to be political commentary. But I'll ask again, pray and listen to God's voice. Ask Him what He wants of you. What is He looking for you to do to ensure that all women feel supported in having a child? If, you know, and when they become pregnant regardless of circumstances of the pregnancy, regardless of economic circumstances of the parents. We start there. We start with support of the mother and the father and any other children that already exist, right? So we support the family. So many programs today provide training for um, you know, at-risk populations of, of people for veterans and veteran spouses, um, for those who otherwise wouldn't be able to afford college or uh, trade school or, you know, technology school. So these programs could easily be expanded to provide opportunities for mothers who don't have fathers in the home or for fathers who want to provide for their family in a way that is meaningful and can actually support the family, right? So a job where they would make enough money to live in a safe neighborhood, put food on the table, put clothes on their family members, right? Uh, so, as a society, we've got to turn from, you know, get rid of the, of the kid, because it's going to ruin your life, to what a blessing that God has given us the ability to create life together, male and female. And what a, what a gift that is. And with the right support system, not not just from the state. I mean, wel welfare exists, and, and thank goodness for people who need it. But we are our brother's keeper. We are expected to help our neighbor. We have been asked, and not just in the you know in the New Testament, right? But we've been asked and called to help one another. So we need to do that. And maybe you can't, you know go work in a, in a pregnancy center for, for women who need a place to live, safe place to live while they're having a baby. Maybe you can't volunteer, um, you know, somewhere that is, you know, supporting uh, mothers as they learn how to take care of their children and to learn job skills and uh, have daycare so that they can, you know, they can help provide for their, for their own children. So maybe you can't volunteer with your time. Maybe you don't have a lot of money, so you can't donate a lot of money to one of these um, nonprofits or um, even for-profit, or not not-for-profit entities, right, who haven't filed the paperwork but have 
in their hearts, right? Doing, doing the right thing for people. Um, so maybe you don't have a lot of money. It doesn't mean that you can't donate something. Uh, it doesn't mean that you couldn't, you know, seek to, um, connect people together. So if you are aware of places that support women who are expecting and you find yourself coming across an expectant mother who seems anxious about the pregnancy or how she's going to take care of her child, uh, or is in an abusive relationship and just feels very desolate. If you make that connection, then, then you've, you've leaned into what God calls us to do because you've helped somebody. So it's okay if you don't have money and it's okay if you can't volunteer a lot of time. That doesn't mean that you can't minister to those around you or hang up a flyer or um, learn more about these organizations and post about them on social media uh, so that people can, can see and hear, you know, that, that these places exist. Maybe um, ask your church if they can um, have someone from one of these places come and give a talk and, and talk about how they can best be supported. Maybe, you know, if your grocery store is doing a buy one, get one free on something baby related and you need one of those things anyways, take the free one to one of those places. So just think about, think about those ways. I'm not judging anybody else's actions and I'm not saying that you have to go do any of these things, but I am saying that you should Ask God who's asking of you. Ask him for the courage and the grace to go do it. So my daughters, um, who we adopted, they have a big heart. So several times a year, we go on Amazon and we go to the... Um, wish list of one of the shelters here and we order a bunch of stuff and send it directly to the shelter. The girls would like to go to the shelter right now. They're, you know, they're because of COVID they hadn't been allowing volunteers on site, but as things open back up again, um, you know, we've thought that we will, you know, look to take them if not to the homeless shelter, then maybe one of the women's pregnancy centers where they can, you know, shine a light because there's, they have such great hearts. Um, but just listen to that voice. Listen to his voice. I'm praying for you today. I ask you to pray for me and my family for the ability to hear God's voice in my life and continue to follow his path rather than my own. I also ask you to pray for the Supreme Court justices and for the United States of America. We have a lot of things that we need to reflect on as a nation. We also pray for the people of the Ukraine and those impacted by the war there and anywhere in the world, that they find peace and safety wherever 
they are and that God puts on their heart that even in the midst of war, that he loves them. I hope you have an amazing day and we'll talk tomorrow. Thank you.